Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and I have a little bit of a new setup. I got my old, uh, I don't know you want to call it, like my portable mixer and I brought that home from work and I think it sounds okay, although it does sound a little tinny and I don't really know how to change that. I'm going to add a little low, take out some of that. There's not a lot that you can do with this thing and, uh, because of that, I've just kind of been playing with it, trying to get the best possible sound. Still working on getting some new equipment, but lots of things, uh, lots of things break. Ice, Mace, Ice Maker broke, Xbox broke. Um, I was a complete moron, walked, I was in a bit of a hurry. So I'm walking into my bedroom. I have to go to the bathroom to grab something, trying to get my kids ready for school. And I'm walking really fast and I'm thinking about all the other crap that I got to get done so that we can get to school on time. And guess what happened? I turned the corner because you have to walk into my bedroom and then you make an immediate left and then you walk into the bathroom. And it's almost like you make a, a 180 to walk into the bathroom. I walk into my bedroom. I see something on my side of the bed, which is on the far side of the room. I start walking that way and I was like, no, no, don't do that. Go the other way. Go to the bathroom. And I tripped over my feet and I fell into the door jam. And I hit the right side of my neck, my shoulder, um, my, the, 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 the amount of, like, I didn't even try to brace myself. I don't think there is a hole in the wall where my palm went up to brace myself that way. But I didn't, I don't think I braced myself even on the fall once I fell to the ground. But basically if you imagine like your neck, your collarbone, shoulder, and then that whole, um, all that energy gets transferred across your back to your left side and then down your hip to your knee. And, uh, I'm not hurt. And it was really, um, it made me laugh when it was all said and done. Uh, but it was one of those things that totally took me by surprise. And, um, I'm a little achy, but it didn't, thank God it didn't, it didn't really hurt. I feel real dumb about it. It was kind of fun, uh, kind of funny, but anyway, uh, so tonight is Thursday night. I go to work tomorrow. So I'm going to go ahead, which is actually today because it's 1227 AM on a Friday night. So, uh, I'm going to go through the stories. Um, again, this is something that I typically, um, I just want to get out of the way. I'm really busy right now with a bunch of stuff. Um, on Halloween, I 
do my final step in my promotional test. And then I still have a, an EMT refresher class after that. And I have uh, two more 40-hour classes after that. And I'm currently in a 50-hour class. So some of these podcasts are going to be a little shorter. I know last week was quite long, but this is going to be a little shorter than normal, which I try to shoot for about 20 minutes. Oops, I just dropped my Apple Pencil on the ground. Okay, well, I will get... Oh, crap. Stand by. I just lost the tip or the uh, cap for the Apple Pencil. That's no good. Stand by. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Jeez, Alou. I love my Apple Pencil. Uh, sometimes I wonder what Apple was thinking with some of the things that they did to design it. Um, anyway... So found the cap. I have a Roomba and I have cats and I have little kids. All of that, uh, if I didn't get it tonight, that just spells disaster because I'll never get it back. Anyway, so what are we talking about? Uh, basically, it's busy couple months. Uh, January will be much better. And uh, I thank everybody for being patient. Welcome all the new listeners because every single week we used to go like we would go up a little bit. And then we'd plateau for a couple weeks and then we'd see a drop off and then we'd go to another plateau and then we'd go up and we see an increase, a pretty decent increase. And then it would plateau again. So this, I've been doing this for a year, um, week over week. Um, I'm amazed at how many people, uh, how many more people we're getting. It's, it's very impressive. Thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate that. So let's start. This is pretty much an, an this is pretty much an all Fred Lambert story show. Um but the the last articles uh by Gene from Teslarati. So I'm not going to go through like who wrote it because it's all Fred Lambert from Electric. The US Army wants to get into the EV game. Donald Sando, the maneuver center of excellent deputy to the commanding general. I don't know if he has a rank or if he's a civilian. Um, he claimed EV, or maybe that is his, his rank. He claimed that EVs will play an important role in the U.S. Army's future. In ten years, some brigade, uh, some combat brigade, some brigade combat teams will be all electric. The U.S. government is currently spending seven hundred million dollars on two prototypes for next uh, next generation combat vehicles. Although they didn't give any details on that, but we will know more by twenty twenty two. Uh, but this change is largely d- driven by the automotive industry changing from ICE cars to EVs. And to that, I say, they're not, not really. The automotive industry as a whole is toying with these um, EVs, with going electric. But they're not really going electric to this point. It's really Tesla that's ma- being, uh, um, that has the major push. Um, someone uh, wrote... Oh, and I don't even know if somebody wrote. Somebody put in the story that, um, like, an Abrams tank or something like that going all electric. I don't. Oops, sorry. I don't know how that would be possible. A friend of mine was in the army, and I don't know which tank he was in, but he was a tank person, and he, there was a lot. Uh, first of all, there's a lot of noise, but those things are really heavy. And if you're going to have lithium-ion batteries or some sort of storage device inside those tanks, A, is where are you going to charge it? And B, is, like, 
it's so heavy. What What's your distance going to look like? But I guess, like, in a normal, like, brigade, and I, I didn't spend any time in the military, so if you spent time in the military, um, go ahead and correct me. Bodie at 918digital.com, B-O-D-A-E at 918digital. But apparently one brigade uh, spends, it's about 2,000 gallons of fuel a day. And you can imagine the government probably gets a pretty good deal on fuel that's pretty expensive just cost-wise, but also, you know, environmentally-wise, it has an expense. So um, something to kind of keep our eye on, to be honest. Uh, the next one is, according to Greg Rishu, a former Tesla uh, VP of production, uh, he was writing on Back Channel, and he said that Tesla has a secret second-floor production uh, production for secret second floor production facility. And this is what he says. Unknown to most visitors, the factory secret second floor built many of Tesla's battery power electronics and drive chain systems. It was a home to some of the most advanced manufacturing and automation systems in the company. Some of the robots moved at such a high speed that their arms needed to be built from carbon fiber instead of steel. Now, that seems really cool. There's a secret second-floor facility, except for it's not so secret. A lot of people know about it. They just don't take the general public up there. They take investors and, and VIPs. They've seen it. But uh, this, is, uh, this, is what he, this is what he said about the goal of, of the second floor, the secret second-floor uh, facility, production facility. The answer is simple. Our goal wasn't to build the best electric vehicle. It was to build the best premium car in the world. And that just happened to be an EV. This meant integrating technologies that were not readily available. It's also meant, it also meant pushing the boundaries of what was considered normal for the design and manufacturing of a car. Furthermore, we needed to do this on an accelerated timeline that most automotive suppliers couldn't fathom. So in many cases, this meant building components ourselves. Building your own core components has obvious obvious benefits, but there are some other advantages you might not clearly recognize. And essentially, it's like you you know the car from top to bottom. You know what's in there. Uh, you know exactly how it works. If there's a problem, you know who to contact, and you know that there's somebody that's going to be there to support you and and the vehicle in terms of warranty. Uh, Again, I don't know that this is such a secret. You would think that Tesla has all sorts of R&D type labs where they're building this stuff. But it would be kind of fun. I mean, I don't know. It would be kind of fun for a day to work on that production floor and see kind of what they're they're putting out there. Uh, but more on the second floor in just a little bit. Fred Lambert um, says Tesla is launching all electric service vehicles next year based on the Model S and Model X. Um, and that would be based on the frame and the drivetrain. Uh, according to John McNeil, Tesla's president of global sales, we didn't think it was very cool to show up and fix an electric vehicle with a combustion engine van. It really bugged us. Bugged me too, kind of. Some of the savvy technicians in our team figured out how to retrofit the Model X to fit all the tooling and parts needed for service. That's pretty cool. Um... I kind of thought this was uh, inevitable. It seemed like that was just kind of time for them to to do it. So, 
Uh, let's see. Model S and model new Model S and Model Xs are getting a dual connector charge port um, to support more than one charging standard. Obviously, one of the connectors is a Tesla connector, and the second one, from what I can gather in the article, is it kind of really depends on where you live. Like the CCV chargers in, in the United States are pretty popular, but in Europe they have a standard, and in China and probably other Asian countries they have a standard. So it will be, I'm assuming, the charging second charging port will be wherever the the vehicle is going for delivery. That will be the the second charging port. But that's kind of cool. I think I know that there's like this big group of auto manufacturers, Tesla's included, uh, Lucid Air, Volkswagen, a bunch of these other companies. They're in um, this big uh, group. The name is escaping me. And they, they're basically making a standard for fast charging and and trickle charging and, you know, just overall, like, what the connector should look like and how it fits into everybody's, uh, everybody's system. Now, it doesn't make any sense for Tesla to build all of the gas stations, effectively gas stations, charging stations in the United States, and only support Teslas. It makes more sense to have a standard so that anybody can go to that uh charging uh, station and charge up the vehicle. And I don't know if this is a way um, that Tesla is kind of transitioning away from their own proprietary port, or if this was something that they said, okay, yeah, you know what, we'll put in like a CCV port and good luck to you, but we're not getting rid of ours. I don't know. I, I would have liked to have been there on those internal discussions. Next one. Oppenheimer is claiming the Model 3 bottlenecks are due to supply chain issues. And somebody, many somebodies um, in the tech media has said, well, Tesla's not building enough Model 3s and there's production issues. But he's saying, no, it's probably more supply chain issues. Colin Roche, Roche wrote in Barron's, and he's an Oppenheimer analyst, Tesla indicated, and this was after a meeting with Tesla, Tesla indicated that all production equipment for Model 3 was installed and working and all the vehicles were moving through the manufacturing line. We, under, under, we understand the, delay, the delayed ramp is due to a small number of suppliers failing to deliver on time. He added, and this is, I'm guessing, Elon, at least one of those suppliers has been fired and replaced by insourcing. Now that goes back to that second floor um, article that we just talked about. You see how I did that? That goes back to that second floor article. How, now, how many Model 3 parts are they building on that second floor production line? I would imagine quite a few. Um, and actually, that was Colin that said that. Elon, though, he did say uh, suppliers will be held to high standards and deadlines or, or otherwise. Uh, let's see. Suppliers will be held to high standards, and deadlines or otherwise, they could be fired. Adding that if you can make a baby in nine months, excuse me, if you can make a human in nine months, you can tool, make a tool in nine months, in reference to the Model 3 production timeline. So, um, as it stands right now, according to Roche, man, I hope I'm saying his name right, the regular Model 3 customers, um, you can look, if you're an early customer, start getting delivery late October, which is like next week. Um, but he thinks, Roche thinks that 
they're going to ship approximately like 3,000, just a little over 3,000 Model 3s by the end of the year. And he is currently, he is like out of something like 40,000 analysts, he's like ranked 727 on um, accurate tips on some site. So um, probably, he's probably pretty close to accurate. Uh, let's see, this is a boring company, begins work on the Bolt, Baltimore to DC underground Hyperloop. And basically the article goes into, because there's not a lot here to talk about, goes into the boring company and then how fast the boring company, how fast, fast the boring machine can go, snails. And then it just goes on to talk about how Elon's, you know, there's, there's a road show and they're trying to get um, underground tunnels to different parts of the East Coast at the moment and some parts, some, th- some parts in L.A., um, but basically, there's a the, the in the article that actually has to do with this headline or the story is it just shows a hole in the ground and a fence around the hole, and it says the boring company. So that's that's pretty much all the news. But it's kind of exciting that they're starting. That's sooner than I would have thought. And finally, wait, wait, nope, sorry. Um, in a related story to the previous story, see what I did there? Uh, Tesla's purchasing a second tunneling machine. This new boring unit will be called Line Storm, and the, t- the name comes from a Robert Frost poem. And um, I'm sure they'll be modifying it to dig as fast as a snail can, or a little bit faster, eventually. And this last one is by Tesla Roddy. This is Gene. Elon Musk raised over $80,000 in 24 hours by selling boring company hats. Um, and I'm one of those people, and it's actually, at this point, more like 5,000 hats, which is $100,000. Elon is building the LA Underground Tunnel, uh, and he says, he joked, one hat at a time. Now, this is the last story for the day, but uh, I buy hats for work for my uniform, and I pay about $17 a hat, right around there. So I'm assuming that if Elon's selling 5,000 of these or so, he's probably paid about $10 a hat, I'm guessing. The hats are $20, and then you got shipping, so there's a profit of about $7 a hat. And I think that's, if my math is right, that's about $35,000. Now this isn't something, this is a great stunt. This isn't something that's actually going to build the tunnel in L.A., um, but it's a great stunt. It's a great thing to do, great, great way to raise awareness. And I thought, you know what, if Elon can make us have a stunt, I'm going to have a stunt. So I ordered two hats. I'm not a hat wearer in general, even though I don't have any hair and I'm bald. Shave my head. I'm also naturally bald. But I ordered two hats, and I'm giving them away to any kilowatt listener. Here's all you have to do. Uh, first, you get one entry for just emailing me in with the, the, oops, the subject line, I want a hat. And then um, I will put your name down and in December sometime, because I don't know how long it's going to take them to get me the hat. In December sometime, we'll do a raffle. Or not a raffle, but a uh, uh, draw from a hat. And I'll pick a winner. And you'll, you will you could win a hat and I'll send it to you and life will be great. Now, I'm not going to sell your email. I'm not going to use your email for any douchey reasons. I just need an email to be able to contact the winner and you need to be able to contact me. And I don't know how else to do that other than email. So if you want a boring company hat 
And it's a really boring hat. It's just a Velcro one-size-fits-all hat. Um, shoot me an email, bodie at 918digital.com. Now, if you want two entries, and then just go to iTunes, leave a review. It doesn't even have to be a good review. Just tell me what you honestly think. It's really important. Um, don't be mean, but tell me what you honestly think. And then um, send me a link to that. When you send me I want a hat email, send me a link to your um, to your review or to tell me your username so I can look at it and go on and, and look at the review of the, of the show. And I will put two entries in so you have twice the chance to win. So that's it. I'm not going to do anything with your information. I just wanted to show my appreciation to the listeners. And I can't buy everybody a hat, but I can buy two of them which cost me 40 bucks and I don't, I didn't have to pay shipping. So, you know, 40 bucks, but I'm going to pay shipping to you guys. So Bodie at 918digital.com is who you email. It's B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. And let's see how final thing. (laughs) Drawing in December. Oh, okay. Here's how you get a hold of me. As I said before, you can email me at Bodie at 918digital.com. That's the number nine, the number eight, the number one, and the number eight digital. Um, Bodie is B-O-D-I-E. You can hit me up on Twitter at 918digital. You can call and um, leave a message at 918-401-0071. It's a way, cool way to be on the show. Uh, kilowatt.bz is where you can go to see all the cool articles that I didn't... Um, that I looked at, but I didn't talk about on the show. Um, leave a review at your favorite podcast um, supplier, I guess. And then um, I have another podcast called Snap, where I talk about video game stuff, mostly Nintendo, some Xbox, and some Mac games. And then, let's see, I have, I don't know, check the check the show notes. I have... Uh, I have some iOS stickers that help support the show, help me pay for production, uh, like things like Adobe's Creative Cloud Suite. It helps me pay for um, hosting for this podcast, that kind of thing. It's new software, things that I need. It doesn't really, like I make like $5 a month, but you know what? It helps. So that's it, everybody. Thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, next week, I will, I'll be back next week. I'm probably going to record a little bit earlier, probably not on Friday because I got some things going on Thursday and Friday. So, um, but yeah, I, it'll be released on Friday. So I will talk to you guys on Friday. I hope you guys have a great and fantastic week. And as always, I'm awkward when signing off of this podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.